straight out of Leighton. You're listening to Nitwick Radio with your hosts, Logan, Aaron, Jake, and Cody. Toting? Oh, Coding. I heard my name. Hello and welcome to... If you didn't to... know, this is kind of a computer science podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the computer science podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. This is season four, episode four. Uh, we're doing Slipknot's self-titled album. And uh, the topic of the week is... Uh, does the record industry make better music? Is that right? Nope. It's do <laughs> it's is music better with record labels? All right. There was so, an effort. Was, you know, was you know it's like I was I was closer than usual. <laughs> closer than usual. Hello, this is the closer than usual podcast. I was telling Aaron, I think you guys I don't know what this show is anymore. I mean, Bro, I've been, on I've one been hand, that question for on years. one hand, <laughs> I listened to like DJ Shadow Haze introduce us, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually the most legitimate thing I've ever been a part of." <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, I don't need. I what's like our mission statement? Like, what do we actually do? I've been exceedingly unclear for the past year on uh, this. I think we bring uh, we bring the world peace. <laughs> All we do, do is we? fight <laughs> and argue and fight. I Literally, don't. our Facebook and banner. Giggle. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I Please um, don't bring me into that. I think. Uh, Sorry, Cody doesn't giggle. It's, it's hit a point where uh, I don't. I, I was just about to say I do this podcast for me, but then I realized I don't even do it. For I'm not me. even sure we're reviewing the <laughs> albums anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, we, I, uh, we I don't, don't really think this has been a show about reviewing <laughs> albums for three years. It's more like philosophies around consuming art. That's like what it's this like, show is. It's like meta music criticism at this point. <laughs> it's like criticism of criticism. <laughs> yeah, but half yeah. the time it's criticism of criticism. It's yeah. And then when it's not criticism of criticism, it's another layer deep. And then it's when we talk about the album, it's like super biased, like completely yeah. like preemptively our minds are made up because i don't know about you but like i i have i've given up just not being biased i've given up on trying not to be biased i give up i I, i'm done i'm not objective anymore the the small semblance of me that ever tried to be fair or equal is gone i've killed it stop the very thought that you ever thought you were objective i tried (laughs) there was a brief period of time aaron in life it, seasons one and two, I was trying. Like it, you know, not that it's not fun. You mean to be like when you listen, like when you listen to Sailing the Seas of Cheese? Yeah, well, that you were being sucks. objective on that. Yeah, so, yeah, because no, I because no, I would I actually think... I would actually try to explain things in a way where people could be like, oh yeah, well I don't really agree, but I kind of see the point. I give up. <laughs> I, you don't even have to understand me anymore. I'm done having reasonable takes. You know what? I I I respect that. It's when it's when you pretend like you're speaking reasonably when you only speak reasonably probably ten percent of the time. That's for comedic effect. <laughs> so everything everything I do is on purpose. One thing I do know about this show is we we do listen to an album. We do. Listen. <laughs> that is, that that is, is the thing that we do. Hey, everybody listening, we listen to an. And album. to be fair, sometimes some of us don't even do that. <laughs> I just, I just want to point out that hasn't been a problem in a while. No, dude. I know. Yeah. I think the only time that happened wasn't it just Matt? No, he. Uh, no, Lauren, Cody, Lauren Cody, pretended. Cody once. had his moments early on. Oh, there was that one time when we were supposed to do Raccoon City, and then nobody freaking listened, listened to, to it. it. Listened yeah, to except Raccoon. except you. 
And I was no, so, I've, I, I think was so I've proud almost always listened. I think there's maybe only Wait a second. We did good by Raccoon City. Wait, wasn't it Raccoon City or who was it? No, no, no. Raccoon City. No, remember, we were going to do an episode... And then nobody listened to it, and so we did a planning session. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good too. Yeah, that no, was, no, no, no. I think it was mean, Raccoon City. Yeah, it was. No, I was the only person. And first off, that yeah, bit about War of the Worlds is the only thing I've done on purpose on this show for the past year. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Come on. Even War though was. I was the one who cracked it, yeah, everybody else awesome. was falling for yeah. it. Oh my god. I thought. I thought like sometimes I'm like out and about during my weeks, and I used to think like. Wow, this would be a really funny bit for this show. Like, I should talk about this. And it just, like, it just doesn't happen anymore because I don't even know what this is. I don't even know what I would be writing for. I think I think that this might be a natural, like, arc that you go through recording yourself like this for, for an extended period of time. Yeah. Because, like, inevitably you're going to run into this. Can you... Can you? I think, I think at this point all I want to do is be... 80% the man and woman and child that the memes Jake posts in the general channel think I am. I just want to be those people who take Facebook memes seriously and fight strangers on the internet. I am here to waste breath and make enemies. Yeah, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to lie. Your your blog post today, which yeah. by, by the way was a that was that was a pretty It was a literal blog post. That was post. a literal Blog it was post. a literal. I got so angry that I wrote a blog post. <laughs> I actually have so, done that. Yeah, I was on Discord. Oh, I looked right at it. And just... Yeah. So, um, made with bear. Support the small internet. What I'll say is this about your blog post. Um, it had me thinking. Um, because hey, should we pull it up? Pull it up. No, it's long. Dude. It's we, all right. We can't read the whole. No, thing. It's not like, don't whoa, read the whole. Whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not long. It it would take it's me like it would take me like eight or nine up. minutes hey, to read. Just pull we're not going to make the listeners listen to a nine minute read. This is no. You don't have to read it. This is just content, right? Content, content, content. Everyone, so, uh, do you want me? I do want a live reaction. Do you want me? Okay, I'll read your yeah. first few paragraphs. Okay, <laughs> this is your first few paragraphs. We're not going to spend a, a million hours on this, but this is Lauren's blog post. <laughs> what is this show there are some folks in my life that believe that if you don't like something you are not allowed to express your dislike you are to avoid the conversation altogether and if you cannot avoid it you must state that the given thing is simply not your cup of tea and move on we've talked about this on the show yeah we yeah. have <laughs> oh, who do you oh, think he's is. talking about to be fair there are like three of you oh, there's th- <laughs> and, and my dad is one there's three of me alright so not read this. he goes on or she goes on by saying No time must be given to expressing unsolicited negative opinions. You are not allowed to bond over shared dislike of a thing with another person. Which, by the way, is totally an unfair pitch. That's crap. But anyways, you are not to engage in making fun of something lest someone in your midst who does not like the thing feel that their opinion is belittled. And most importantly, you are especially not allowed to say a given work of art is bad or criticize the taste of the people who enjoy said thing. Because, after all, all art that you don't like is not for you. Anyway, I because... I that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because there are a lot of people who believe this, I will now attempt to disprove something I feel as feel is obviously foolish on its face. So, okay, here's the deal. 
Okay. Liam Gallagher. As, as I was reading your blog post, after yeah. Coldplay fans between, with geography teachers. Between the, fe- <laughs> between the few <laughs> moments of grimacing that I had, what I had to do was say, you know what? This whole time, I've just been so pissed and annoyed at Lauren's obnoxious gatekeeping and wannabe superiority and and just sit here and go you know what we are here to throw down about music that is what we're here for and so in that ground i concede to you that that is what we're here for because my whole point and honestly though this has been my point from the beginning is why give these harsh or negative opinions when somebody is not seeking it that's been my question always. Well, uh, wait, 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 let me finish. But my whole thing about this is that is actually what we're here to do. Unfiltered thoughts, completely open, and I, I, I concede in that. And, and so going forward, I might be a little more brutal because there are like some times where it's like, okay, my whole, my whole stage on this point is unsolicited like you already hit on i do think that when you're unsolicited and thrashing on something it's just cringy it's just like dude nobody asked you all you're doing is begging for attention and you're just nobody making asked for the blog post either yeah so you That's know the point of blogging I, those. but what yeah. i'll say <laughs> is nobody asked for any blog post the, ever the thing is we are here to do it and so i give you that i will give you that wow so maybe we're I'll here to we're, we're maybe we're here to give like unto blogging. We're here to give information that people don't want. I don't know. The one thing I will say about that is I think it can be just as, if not more, annoying to receive unsolicited positive opinions about musicians mm. as it is to hear negative mm. things about them. Because like. Yep. So, so yeah, like give an example or like or, a K-pop fan or something, <laughs> like which there are a lot of at my there school, are. surprisingly. But they, yeah, they'll just start talking about K-pop, and it's like no one asked. Like <laughs> no one asked. <laughs> no one asked. No one. Literally, asked. nobody cares. Like, yeah, and that and that honestly is my thing. Is my biggest problem at the heart of it all. Mm-hmm. Honestly, during my whole time on this show, whenever I get rubbed wrong, at the heart of it all, it's because you. Not, not specifically. No, me. it's okay. Even me. though it is usually, specifically me. it is usually no, it's you. A, you said you were going to be more brutal. I'm going to speak generally here. It is usually you, though. But when you make art more about yourself than the art, that just pisses me off. It, you, you take art and you use it as a relational thing between us rather than the art. It's like, oh, my taste is above yours because oh, I like is. this piece of art. I'm like, I want to see the artist sit here whoa, and, whoa, and watch whoa, you try whoa, to flex. Do we, do we need to get into the whole death of the artist thing? Because my, I don't think there's anything less important than the artist with but regards then, but to then, the value that but the then art why, has. But, the, but then why use the art as a poker chip against the other person what all the time because all interactions are social because all i can ever do is argue about how my cultivated taste is superior to everybody else's and then poke fun at the fact that it's obviously not so okay yes yeah, well, so okay I just, I just gotta interject because like i do think actually a, a core theme of the show it's something that we have accomplished to a degree semi non-intentionally but like basically we we've done this several times where we we strip it all the way back and basically all all you're left with is an a, a clearly subjective opinion right but we value just being genuine about it that's that's it that is the yeah. thesis that's I, the thesis i can agree i can agree I'll bring with the that but on the show my my hey. thing is um 
just when I see something like that meme that Cody posted about guys turn 20 and then base their whole personality around an <laughs> In album. In fairness, that was poking fun at myself. It was all prog albums. No, no, it's fine. I, I, I totally understand that those type of mentalities are out there in the music scene. But my thing is, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's people taking art and making it about themselves. But it is versus- social. Well, I, think, I, I, I think don't it's, know, I think it's also hard. I don't, I don't know you, that it is. The thing that is hard about what you're talking about is you do relate to the art directly. Exactly, you do. Yeah. My relation between you and the art doesn't matter. But but, but, at but all. there's 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 zero a such, there's zip a such thing at all. It does. No, no it, it deeply doesn't. does. No, no, and here's why. Not. And it here's doesn't. why. Because at the end of the day, fandoms are religionettes. I said this to Aaron earlier today. Fandoms are corporate religionettes. Let's not pretend that art and engaging with art is actually about the art. It, music has oh never been gosh. about how it sounds. Oh it gosh. is about the social component, nope, which nope. is codified nope, by that, the central myth that, that we are building a culture around. Nope. But no, they are micro-religions that, is fundamentally, that enforce a set of that beliefs is fundamentally around wrong. a shared mythology that we establish communities around. That they is, are religious. No, we can't just say it, Cody. this is a crap we take. can't just say oh, oh, why don't you just care about the waveform crap oh, why take the crap only opinion take. you should ever have is about the no, waveform that really is a bad take it's not a it's not <laughs> it is it's not necessarily something I agree with all no. the way but it's not a crap take it's a crap take it, no it's hey, hey, not, that's a it's crap a, take it's a genuine opinion <laughs> you're right you're right it is genuine, genuine opinion, opinion but it's genuine crap opinion and you know what? If that's the way you choose them, to view it, if that's the way you choose to view it, I can't say anything about that. That's what? up to you. I'm saying no, no, no. that it takes what, a what psychopath is, to listen to music and be only care about the waveform. Jake, are we really going to care? pretend that there's not anything other than the waveform? It's wiggly air. No, I mean, dude. This you is, can listen to, I think both it, of you are onto something. You can listen to something without it being like some sort of social interaction thing. Yeah. Like, I don't listen to Gregorian chant to come talk about it with people or to I connect do. with him. I, I would only listen to Gregorian chant to brag about it to oh. listen to it because I'm Catholic. That, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't listen to that as a social thing. I don't care what other people are listening to. Gregorian yeah, I just think it's pretty. It's I, in Latin. I don't even know what they're saying. To be honest, this is this is my opinion on that take. I just think it's sad. That's actually what oh, I, think. I think. It is sad. I think it is sad if you put. Now that's the hey, let, me, let me go. Let me go. I think it's. You're not even gonna fight me. You're not even gonna fight me like a man. It's sad. You gotta present argument. If you listen, if you listen to music because of the effect it has between you and other people. I think that's sad. What? You're putting people way, listen to K-pop because the boys putting, are hot. You're putting way yeah. too much. <laughs> but, but that's not. A, you're like, putting way too much emotion in other people. That's what you're doing. Here, here's my rebuttal: is there's no way you can possibly know what's in everybody's mind while they're listening to music across the entire world because. 99% of people across the entire world listen to music and to say that they all do it for the cultural religionettes and the <laughs> oh my gosh and the discourse or you know whatever not fun there is to be had on these you know fan religionette things or whatever like there's no way you can just say that's that's music that's what it is for everybody like yeah, no. I, don't know. I, I think I, 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 I wasn't done earlier. Yep. Yeah, let's hear code. Let's hear code. My mouth hurts. I can't talk very fast. Um, Justin stabbed me so many times. <laughs> um, anyway, 
I, like I said earlier, like there's plenty of forms of music that I don't think anybody listens to with any intention of being social with them. Like it's just something you enjoy. Like I'm not listening to an hour long prog song because I want to talk about it with somebody either. And I think that's a more social form of music than Gregorian chant. Like, yeah. Well, or, or, or even worse, that you're listening to that hour-long prog. Cody's got to finish. All right, all right. However, His mouth hurts. I do think it, it there are things out there, music forms specifically, that do have those like cultural religion nets, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Call it a fandom. I, who cares? I hate the word fandom now. Well, too bad. <laughs> the Zoomers have taken it and just, it's everywhere. And I mean, it's like, Marvel's the same idea. Like, I'm not sitting down and watching, like, some horrific, like, Aussie exploitation film from, like, the 70s because I want to, like, talk about it with people. That's weird. I don't ever want to connect about it with people. Like, I watched Benedetta last night. The yeah, Marvel yeah. Movie. I saw that. Lesbian nuns, man. I don't want to talk about that with anybody. Also, that movie sucks. <laughs> uh, and yet he brought it up. <laughs> because there's a counterpoint to this. There's a counterpoint. Like, I'm bringing it up specifically to make the coward point. And that's that, like, however, Marvel... I've only seen like six Marvel movies and I know word for word one of my reviews of them on Letterboxd, I think it's Avengers Endgame, is that I don't care about the movie. I'm only in it for the cultural aspect of it. I just want to watch what the people are reacting to. Otherwise, I don't know. And I think music's the same way. K-pop specifically. Like, there's plenty of stuff that you never need to be social with, but there's also stuff that's specifically born out of like social like movements and everything. Punk rock is like the equivocal, or, like quintessential social movement music thing hip-hop same thing i mean they all kind of trace back to similar roots but i don't think there's you don't need to be one or the other yeah like i i, I, I know we hate this word but there's nuance there's gray area oh, i do there, there really is i i actually do have Sorry, I, just, I will i will like, agree with cody on that i, I think the that there are certainly some the things there are some in the adult here there are some things where the social aspect is part of it yes but I guess it just pisses me off when people take something that it shouldn't even be and they just shoehorn themselves between the But arm. ironically... I'm just like, dude, just get the frick out. But, but Nobody iron- asked. Ironically, you getting that mad about it is just as bad, no, no, no. in my opinion. No, it really is pretty annoying. I love, I love to, the argument no, no. from here's the, here's the, here's That's the, all we ever do. <laughs> it is, all, it is literally do. all we it's ever like, do. But you're a hypocrite. <laughs> I don't care. Do you want to, do you want to know? I recognize the contradiction. The, the funny, the funny oh, thing about you saying that, Aaron, is the one that's actually obnoxious is Lauren. And I just call out Lauren being obnoxious. But for some reason, so you can't get mad at me no, no, for being no, obnoxious no. because she was obnoxious first. <laughs> All right, that's Jake, what it is. Jake, he touched me, and he's in my time. space. That's what it I is. I reserve oh, fifteen God. minutes to play the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> You've got to calm down because truth is, when you guys get like this, no, you're, you're both horrible. You're both horrible. <laughs> like it's it's like the worst take, oh, and most embarrassing is, thing to listen back to. This is the sit down talk. I think. I think oh, Aaron, Aaron, go Aaron ahead and just talk old. to us, Aaron. Be our parent. Aaron, Aaron is the mediator. Here's what I got to say. I just think this is sad. I think it's clear. <laughs> <laughs> I do Trump think Aaron thinks so Jake is sad. Who thinks I'm sad? <laughs> sad. Yeah. And Cody is like 12 floors above that. No. All Wait, I, all I mean to say is of? like. All I'm saying is, Lauren, you don't have to agree with Lauren's take to let it just exist. I know. That's all I'm I'm trying to say. I'm aware of that. 
horrible <laughs> thing to say. I know. I, I'm saying it to incite a reaction. My my thing is yeah, yeah. So that's how you win is you don't. I just give don't a reaction. Why are you siding with Lauren? I'm not. Siding. I'm not even asking for your help. <laughs> I'm not siding with anyone right now. All I'm trying to say Any, is anyways. Anyways, I hear you both. What I'll just say is what I'll just say is if you're obnoxious first, somebody should call it out. That's all I'm saying. Wow, fight fire with fire. That's you all I'm saying. Here, you were here, heard it here first, yeah. folks. Yeah. That, so, was, no. oh, this that is was a wild. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a cold open. That was a scorching open. Yeah. That was a scorching we're hot out here opening. Doing, like, and for the perfect Sherman. album, yeah. too. Now that we're mad. And yeah. for the, yeah, now dude, that we're mad. Now that, now that we're mad, let's go. All right, so um, I chose album this week, um, and I this is an album I've actually wanted to do on the show for a long time, but just haven't got around to it until now. So it is Slipknot's debut and self-titled album. Uh, it's called Slipknot. came out in 1999. Basically, these were nine extremely angry, depressed guys from Iowa. I'd that be depressed and angry too. Literally hopped into jumpsuits, put some barcodes on themselves, and just started going absolutely crazy. Um, this first album, there's a lot of reasons why I chose it. Um, I think that they also have some other really good albums in their discography, but this is, in my opinion, probably the rawest. Um, the only other contender for that would be Iowa, the next album right after this. But there's so much about this original album that I love. Um, Basically, just to set the stage just a little bit before we hear opinions on it. These nine dudes all came from different bands, actually, in Iowa. And um, in the words of their singer, Corey Taylor, he said that basically the only things in Iowa are skating rinks and graveyards. And so they just had to figure out how to deal with their own emotions, how to deal with their own personalities, how to deal with basically everything completely on their own. And so a lot of them got into their own bands that were also very hard, heavy stuff. But when they found each other, they just had really good chemistry. Um, I'm not going to give a history lesson. You can go read about it. But one of the main driving forces behind actually creating it was um, the guy that wears the clown mask. His name's Sean Crahan. Crahan, yeah. yeah. And um, he kind of was the mastermind behind a lot of the idea, like the imagery behind it. But everybody, he's, he's the Jamie Hewlett of Slipknot. Yes, mm. he is the Jamie Hewlett of Slipknot. And another interesting fact is when they started, actually, they did not have Corey Taylor with them. They did demos and shows for like two-ish years before they even found Corey Taylor. But when they got together, they just had this crazy, crazy, crazy energy. And um, basically, they started to gain a little bit of traction until finally um, they got a deal with... Uh, Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Yeah. Yep. And then they went and they got with uh, Ross Robinson, who is the guy who also had found like Corn and Sepultura and other people like that in that time period. Sepultura, who sucks, by the way. <laughs> whoa, whoa, terrible take. <laughs> and so, anyways, they got together with Ross and they did this album. And literally, in their own words, it was just like the most grueling but also fun thing they've ever done. Like, it was violent. It was disgusting. They were throwing up all the time. It was just pure insanity. And then this came out of it. So, um, I'm not going to say too, too much more. Uh, I'm actually just really curious to hear what you guys' opinions are. So, what did you guys think? 
I was going to say a skating rink meets a graveyard is actually a pretty accurate assessment of <laughs> yeah. how the sound state of affairs. <laughs> I'm sure he picked that on purpose. I won't go first though because Aaron says I'm cringe, dude. Dude, I think I think let's let's have I think Cody's got to go first, man. Yeah, let's have Cody go right, first. Yeah, yeah Cody. I, I'm actually here's the thing with with you, Cody. I'm actually super curious because I could see it going. Either way. Give me like two seconds. I'm pulling up like, just because I don't remember song titles. Um, this is the first time I've ever listened to this album the whole way through. Uh, and Which is odd because like I grew up when this album was like still fairly new. <laughs> um, I've only ever really heard Wait and Bleed, I think. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize any of the other songs off of it. Obviously, Wait and Bleed's like a giant track. So. That's the biggest one off of it, I think. Um, and I, I think that's a pretty good song, all things considered. Like, I don't really like new metal just in general. I think Korn's a terrible band, and I really hate that they've like made a resurgence over the last five years. Do you and like, I, uh, <laughs> and I, I mean, it might not be necessarily new metal, but do you like System of a Down? I do. But I don't listen to them as much as I used to. I really like their later stuff where they got weird with it, like Hypnotize and Mesmerize, more than I like Toxicity, which I know is like blasphemy. I really like Toxicity a lot. I was around when all of those albums came out, and I remember when they all came out, because Toxicity came out on 9-11. And I remember there's an album between oh, that. That's um, crazy. Steal I This Album. I didn't know that either. Steal This Album came out between Toxicity and Mesmerize. Um, I, yeah, I Mesmerize sure. came out when I was in fourth grade, though, and we brought a boombox to school to listen to the oh, CD. Yeah. So, like, that's... Yeah, no, I really like System of a Down, but I just, in general, I don't really listen to new metal. Didn't really like it when I was young. I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and found punk rock when I was, like, five. So, it's been, like, 22 years now where I'm just like, all right, I'd rather just listen to punk rock. But um, <laughs> I, I do think Slipknot, I obviously understand their influence on music, and when I listened to this album, I was like, oh... I really now understand it. Bands like Lamb of God and Martyr AD, which are way more up my alley than this stuff is. Um, I can never remember the name of the Martyr AD album, but it's got like a blue bird skeleton on it. And like, if you listen to that and then go listen to the song Eeyore from this album, you're like, oh, yep, there it is. Um, I like that song Eeyore. I never want to hear Corey Taylor rap again, though. (laughs) I, I literally was like, oh my God, please end. And it's only like one verse. It's like 30 seconds, but I, I felt like I was getting pins stuck in, in my ears so bad. Um, and I think that's one of my problems I have with like new metal in general is like, I don't want to hear some sad white dude rap. And that's been true for actual rap. Now, isn't the, isn't the Lincoln Park dude like half black? I don't know. Oh, are you talking about Mike Shinoda? Sure. Or the guy that did Fort Minor? Not the guy that, not Chester. Is he half guy. black? Yeah, Mike Shinoda. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I mean, don't also, you like, like Lincoln Park a lot? I do like Linkin Park, but I don't like the rapping stuff as much. Oh. I, I check out pretty generally when they start rapping, which is so why I like dead. Meteora more than I, I like Hybrid Theory. But, uh, but like that song was like when it came out, I don't know. It's very radio friendly. This rapping's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's I, true. Because, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But oh, it's I, one I think thing I don't know why. A lot of these songs, yeah. I was just like... All right, you're overstaying. You're welcome. There's a few songs that are like seven minutes long on this for like no apparent reason. It's just the same thing for four minutes. I'm like, you could have cut this after the second verse and a bridge, but no, we got to be edgy. Um, but <laughs> oh, 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 gotta be oh. edgy. having long songs edgy. Now. Yeah, how is that no, 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 edgy? No, no, no. I mean the you lyrical content. Not the, yeah, no, believe me, I'm not one that's gonna complain about long songs. Excuse me, I, I listen to Brain Bombs. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, it was the lyrics. I just, I can connect with like people being emotional, but this record, for the most part, I was like, well, all right. I've listened to Iowa the whole way through, 
and I do like that, but because I think it's less sad, more pissed off. Yeah. Like mm. this album doesn't have something that's like the Heretics anthem on it. Iowa does. So I, I it was okay. I don't know that I'll ever go back and listen to it. And I think that's true for most Slipknot albums. The only one I've ever really revisited is Iowa. And I've listened to um it's the one that came out in like two thousand eight. All hope is gone. All hope is gone. Um and I think that was just by virtue of the fact that it was a giant album. Yeah. Like when that came out, like everybody I knew that listened to music that was similar to this even had that album. Yeah. And I don't know, I just never really got into new metal, which I think is why I don't really see, but I, I would say, cause the, the back half of the album definitely has more of that going on, but the I back think, half I of the think, album was actually my least favorite part. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the, the front though, the, the front had some it, tracks. It's where I was pretty like, good. Okay, okay. But like, I think it's scissors. Is that the name? Scissors, I just closed the app, last but song. I was like, Oh my God. End. please end. I was like, this song is so long and it's, they're not doing anything. <laughs> like, and I, I can appreciate like atmosphere, but there was no atmosphere. It was Corey I, I have Taylor to say, being though, vocally weird. I was like, oh, the right. the mixing of this album is super cool, though. Like, Some of it. I think it's super cool. It's just I, technically impressive because it's nine freaking people. Well, and if you I don't know, trying I've to, to mix Steely two Dan people. Before. Yeah. On top of that, it's actually, it was all done analog. Not yeah. digital. The drums know, specifically to, like, in this album sound great. I listen yeah. to prog bands from the '70s who also had like nine people in like. And the drummer's good. good. He is no jo- Joey Jordison is a fantastic drummer. Like I will give rest that to in him. Peace, by the way, one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Rest in really? peace. I'll give that yeah. to him a hundred percent. He died like years ago too, or was that it was like, like, it was like two years ago? ago Paul Gray, yeah. the guitarist. Yeah, Paul Gray. He died when I was in like high school. That was right before they released the album too, right? Whatever album. Jordison is like. Was it the Gray chapter? They made that. That's named after him. Yeah. Oh, I. Got it. Because uh-huh. yeah. Joey Jordison's a crazy good drummer. Yeah, though. Really that, like, good. Like my gripes with the album have nothing to do with like the talent of the band. I just don't really like new metal. Yeah, I w- that's fair. I, I understand. That's fair. I understand that because like there were moments where I was like, but thankfully they were usually really short. They are for the most part. And like, like honestly, when, when Corey Taylor is just he, screaming, it's he, really pretty great. Corey Taylor has a great voice. Fantastic I'll give it to him. Like, his voice. voice is awesome. It fits exactly what he's going for. And like listening to this album again. If you go listen, I have to figure out what the name of that album is. Uh, oh, On Earth As It Is In Hell by Martyr AD. Like, the vocal stylings are one-to-one. Like, the guy literally just ripped off Corey Taylor's vocal style. And it's, I don't know, I, I think that also... That riff, like, too, and spit it out is great. I don't remember that. It's great. I'll take your word for it. It's I so do. great, I, honestly. Yeah. But, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, I get this influenced... Like it's the new wave of American heavy metal bands like Lamb of God, Marjorie D, Bleeding Through, Avenged Sevenfold's early stuff. I was like, yeah, I can see where this like came in immediately because all of those bands started releasing albums like two years after this. Yep. Um, and yeah, Marjorie D, especially though, I was like, <clears throat> yes, I get it, a hundred percent. Corey Taylor, though, like I would also agree, like when he sings in general, like actually does a vocal line. I'm like, no. Just, yeah. just yeah, needs to just I, yeah, I pretty, I agree and with that. I think actually. that's for the most part like Corey Taylor fronted band Stone Sour. I think that's why it also doesn't hit with me. I'm like, this yeah. guy's got a good voice, but it's not what I want to hear. Yeah, it works for what he's doing, but I'm like, mm, maybe do something else. Well, the only time I like Corey singing is when it's like only for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like it's a really thrashy song, and then it's got like ten seconds of like just him hitting some notes, and then it goes away. Yep. Like on. Uh, like sulfur, like yeah. 
sulfur and then it's mm-hmm. over. That's yeah. all these yeah. things. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good ratio. I agree. The the thing I will say about Corey Taylor's voice that I love so much and that has attracted me to his vocal style so much is that most metal singers uh, that scream, it's like they have two voices. It's like mm-hmm. the singing voice and the screaming voice that is just like a switch. It's like I there's nothing in between. It's just a switch. It's gravel but Corey, on both. The cool thing about Corey is like he can start clean and push it until he's screaming and you hear everything in between. And sometimes he stays in that in-between range. Like, it's just like, he just pushes his vocal cords so hard. He's that got a they big just, neck, dude. Oh, he's freaking <laughs> huge. But he just pushes his vocal really cords does. so hard that he starts screaming. And it's not just like a, oh, I just switched into a different like position in my neck. It's like, no, this dude's just pushing it. I just think it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree, though, with uh, Cody on the... For me, it is the back half of the album. It's like, oh, it tapers off. But man, the start, like the first six tracks or so, I'm totally in. Like, it's a really fun time to listen to that. Yeah, like Sick. I had heard Sick. that before. That was the other one. So just- another fun fact about Sick, that song is actually where they got their name. Because before Corey joined them, that song was called Slipknot. Mm. And uh, then, anyways, they renamed the song to Sick, but that actually is the, their title track. Here's my one thing. and And... Like, I know that there's a lot of cool stuff with the aesthetics that they do, but like, do you think it gets in the way of people taking them seriously as a metal band? Because it, it kind of pushed them into pop culture in a weird way. People treat them as like a horror group sometimes. Like, like insane clown possibly. The No, yeah, like the <laughs> Spirit Halloween customer base and the Slipknot fan base. Like, <laughs> Just they're one of the same. <laughs> I don't know. Which really isn't a bad thing at all, in my opinion, but... That's just the reality. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just think, because like for me, uh, I honestly didn't listen to them for a long time because of that. Like not because I, I just, I just didn't, it's, it's like that is so not something that I would just like feel comfortable turning on. But then when I listened to the album for the first time, I was like, oh shoot though. Like these songs are really good actually. They're really good songs. And in a Halloween way, I can totally get behind the aesthetic, and I can see how it's just a ton of fun. But like taking it seriously, I think is a whole new ball game. Yeah. And well, it you could have to, not have happened if it weren't for new metal. You'd have to clarify this was like totally fine. what you mud mean. Vein. Yeah, Mudvayne. You have to clarify, I guess, what you mean exactly by taking it serious, because I think a big, big part of Slipknot from the very beginning is the, like, theatrics of it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask when I was listening to it because it's, like, even the lyrical content, like, just F everything about every, you know, like, it's, like... Surfacing? He's literally... literally, (laughs) song goes crazy. Literally, like, in a surprisingly effective way, I think, communicating a lot of what they're feeling. But, like, uh, what does it mean to actually take it serious? Because it's... It's clearly to a degree hyperbole because it's like for sure it has to be. Well, like even if, if you hated everything that much, you would definitely probably kill yourself. That's, well, that's, even, that's the problem. Or you that. kill others. Hey, now wait a second. <laughs> hey, now wait a second. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you got something holding you. On. If you, I mean, if you watch interviews with them, especially back in their early, the early time, like around this album, a lot of it was they would say it. This is just this is an outlet for us. Mm. This is like a cathartic project where we just get together and we just work through all this crazy stuff but obviously it is just like in the most raw 
the, the way that they would say it in interviews is they're just like, if you come to one of our shows, we have everything pent up that we've just been piling up and we just let it out at a million miles an hour. Yeah, no, it makes That's what they say. Horror in general and, does that a lot. Like, because a lot of times people who make horror movies and stuff, they're usually pretty funny people. Yeah. They, yep. they definitely use it as an outlet a lot of the time. So I, I do think that's a big part of it. I mean, I do think a lot of this comes out as hyperbole for sure. Because the funny thing is, if you go watch interviews with these guys, they're, they're actually like the coolest, nicest people. And they've gone through really bad times. Like if you would have met them around the Iowa volume three time, they probably wouldn't have been very cool and very nice. Was it not as but drugged out during this album? It wasn't. Oh, really? Yeah, not, not, no. They really hit the depths during Iowa. Iowa was like the really bad, but um, like if you go even watch interviews with them, they're like, no, the self-titled was fun. Like we just loved doing that. That was just like the best time ever. And then Iowa, they're pretty much all of them are just like, yeah, that was yeah, just, we don't talk about Iowa. We don't, it was miserable. <laughs> that was funny. literally miserable. But I, I don't know. It's just like when all hope is gone came out, like you can find this one interview with, I think it's one of the guitarists. It's either Mick or I, I forget, but he's like, you know what? We were like exploring this abandoned building and we saw a spray paint that said all hope is gone. And one of the members of our band was like, let's name our album that. And I was like, no, dude, there's always hope. There, there's <laughs> Coming always from hope. a <laughs> six, five guy in a it's, mask. <laughs> it's so great. That's fantastic. Uh, and like Corey Taylor now at this point, like he goes around and he talks about sobriety and like drugs and like his story of like i I feel like they're good people yeah Corey has is a bit washed now i don't know he's not as much fun yeah he like writes books and like (laughs) he he actually does write books yeah he really does his kids seem pretty cool though yeah 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 his Um, yeah his son is in a band yeah vended um they actually had a show and they brought my friends out to play it oh really well i shouldn't say out the band's from des moines shout out to dose Shout but out. uh yeah it was like a hardcore band opening up for vended and i don't know that there's a band it's mike portnoy's son's band uh, they're also new metal i can't think of the name but it's like Tallulah or something like that pov your dad's and slipknot literally he was on stage when i saw him just like singing all the lyrics his son stage. was yeah i will say that son the son that does vended he has a good voice it's in the I jeans to it. it's in the jeans dude He's well, it's, it's also like Sean Crahan's kid, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's both Clown and Corey Taylor's sons started another band. Nice. It's next generation, basically. You would either love your dad or hate your dad, probably. Yep. Well, all these guys hated That's their dads. That's true of everyone. <laughs> Literally all of them hated their dads. Like, they talk about that a lot. And so, hopefully they were better fathers than they had. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, Lauren, I want to hear your take. I'm going to I'm going to be very deliberate about this. I'm going to separate my critique into two categories. One which is about the waveform and the other which is about the social aspects. So oh, talking no. about talking about the waveforms, my aha moment with this album was when it's the third track in and the freaking Amen break oh, starts yeah. playing. Yeah. Shout out to Sid. And I, Shout out Sid. Dude. I remember specifically <laughs> thinking what is this album? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I had thought Slipknot was up until this point. Probably is this your first like listen Slipknot, to Slipknot? ever. Yeah. Wow, wow I, really? I have avoided them for a long time. Holy yeah. cow. 
Um, they kind of mix into like that giant pile of new metal that my dad got into somehow, despite being in Ecuador for the two years when it got really popular. But you know, uh, impressive. I always assumed I always assumed that it would be one of those like Slayer type bands, or you Wait, know, your dad was a Slipknot fan. At one yeah, point? he likes Slipknot. That's, that's pretty still cool. does. He he loves a lot of heavy music, but but like so. Sorry, no, that's a part two. Um, so I I realized that I actually had no idea what Slipknot really sounded like and what they were actually going for. And there are a couple of technical details that really, really impress me about this album. So the fact that it's nine people and that this is mixed competently at all is insanity. I cannot believe how many people are playing simultaneously yep. and it is coherent. And I, and I mean that specifically for the type of music that it is too, because you can make you noisy like rock. like band or whatever with... 30 people on horns. But yeah, but they're like, completely different. they're like yeah. specifically trained to like work off of each other, or like mm-hmm. a, to acquire. It's not the same when seven, when sorry, nine people nine are playing parts. a loud rock genre all simultaneously. It is insanity that these songs work this well together. Yeah. I agree with Skaroofy that, uh, what is the, the suffocating track? Is that what it's called? Suffocating track. Something like that. Surfacing. Um, surfacing. That surfacing is the best track on the album, bar none. Um, I I think six the best, but that's my opinion. I also broadly agree that I don't really care for the rapping, but that seems to be a really common opinion as well. And generally speaking, the coolest thing is exactly what Cody was talking about: is that if you're into heavy music at all, especially stuff like post 2010. It's really neat to see how many things can trace their lineage back to Slipknot. There were a lot of moments where I thought, wow, this actually sounds like a dead ringer for something I enjoy that was released 15 years later. Um, All of that, super great, fun experience. I will say, on the whole, I think that the album has more misses for me than hits. And and that's usually because if we're considering like an average being like five... It's because most of it kind of hangs out in like that four territory and that spikes up to seven for a little bit. Then it goes back down to four. Um, I really don't think it's a bad listen. I think it's an incredibly solid album. And when I consider the technical achievements and the fact that they influence so many people that I like, I can give it a lot of props. However, moving on to part two, which is I cannot get into Slipknot as a concept. Like, at all. There is a huge disconnect between me and people who get in clown masks and release all of their rage <laughs> on stage and do, like, this whole horror aesthetic thing. I I don't get it at all, and this is one of those moments... I know I, like, wrote that whole blog post about why it's okay to hate on things, right? But I actually just don't think this is my cup of tea at all. <laughs> I'm not into this. I like certain types of theatrics. I like a lot of bands that are over the top. But I, for one, don't think I'm the type of person to wear a Slipknot shirt. I've met a lot of great people who do wear Slipknot shirts. Dude, Tess, Tess from Tennyson wears Slipknot shirts. Tess from right. Tennyson. That, well, might, that might make you reconsider. Ooh, no. I can't. I have to stick to my position. I just, like, I really, like, can't. I just think of, like, all the things I've heard about Slipknot over the years and everything that I, like, know about the culture and kind of what they're trying to achieve as a band. And I think I just don't agree with it. Like, I don't really get into it, and it's not really to my sensibilities. Which sucks, because if this if this album wasn't by a Slipknot, and was instead something that I was listening to in, I don't know, 1999, it's an album with, like, 30 monthly listeners that completely fell off the face of the planet, 
I would be like, wow, this is an incredible find. But because this is why I separate it into two parts, because I know it's a Slipknot album, it is coloring my perception, and I just can't quite. You can't get just into act it. like you just barely discovered this and no one's ever heard of it. I would really anything. love to do that yeah. sometimes, but as you know to me, music is a cultural religionette. It's one of those <laughs> so, bands where like, you can't really say anything that hasn't already been said about Slipknot. Exactly. I and, and I mean, you know, I, I hate that argument what about so this? much. Wait, no, what about this? I hate well, this okay, argument. Let me, let me, let me even get, take this even further, which is the actual weirdest thing about this album to me from a social perspective is I go onto a platform like Rate Your Music and I have to get to the fourth page before people are like, well, it's so cringe that I like this. Haha, <laughs> I don't understand. I was 13 and I didn't know anything about rock music when I gave this five stars, so I'm making up for it now. And they have like hundreds of likes on their reviews. You finally get to the fourth page and they're like, guys, actually, I think some of this slaps. I don't understand why people are like falling over themselves to critically apologize for this album. Just because I don't like Slipknot as an image and as a brand doesn't mean that I like you need to trip over yourself for 500 word essays to an Internet community that doesn't care about you to apologize for liking Slipknot when you were younger. Come on. I do. I do. Grow a pair. I do think Slipknot. There is that aspect that has to be swallowed about it. But like. If you just own it, it's super sick, actually. Because, like, I, I think of uh, we have a family friend who every Halloween converts his house into a haunted house. And out front, he is just blasting Rob Zombie and Slipknot. <laughs> and it's just in a neighborhood. And I'm like, that's actually sick, though. You know what I mean? Like, somebody who can just turn on Slipknot and mean it, um, I respect it. I actually respect it. I just think, I think that but the... it's hard to turn on Slipknot. I, not for me. I, I think no, no, that, no, no, no. Get in, get in the car with like. Oh, dude, I will. I, I did just dude, the other night when we were going to the no, lake. No, I did too, but we were with like Dan. That, that's well, yeah, but like, <laughs> okay, but that, there's always an audience that is gonna enjoy something. Yeah, like if somebody gets in the car that obviously doesn't like metal, I'm not gonna be like, hey, check this out. <laughs> but it's just like if somebody I'm enjoys in the car metal, with my bishop, and I'm like, you know what, we need to listen. You to. turn on. <laughs> I'm just saying, you turn on Slipknot, and and you're gonna. You're going to have a fun time. <laughs> You're literally going to have that, a fun time. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to own it. You have to, you have to, you have to like, you have to like own that thing. You have okay. to own there, it. There have been so many situations like, cause, okay. So my first exposure to Slipknot ever was in fifth grade at Farmington. The dude who did me and Lauren's Daft Punk tattoos, Jackson Barlow, he was wearing a Slipknot shirt like full metal head fifth grade in Farmington. And like literally that was not the case in Farmington at all. Like no one else was like him at all. And so I saw his shirt and I was like, yo, Slipknot, like no idea what it is, but it looks cool. Cause it was like all the members on a shirt and stuff. And then like, I basically hit a angry point in my teenage years. Like everybody else did where I don't know, I just found new music and new metal was really the, the genre that, scratch the itch for me but that being said i really did listen to a lot of slipknot all the time in high school and around people that don't necessarily like slipknot and yeah they really would just be like like in the middle of surfacing like yo what are we listening to <laughs> like, like i don't know at which point slipknot. you'd have to ask how do we get five tracks into that before you said it <laughs> yeah well yeah. so and the other thing is my friend has a cd of this album and he doesn't have a bluetooth player Mm -hmm. he never has for like the six years that I've known him and he's got like this Dark Side of the Moon Dookie and like a bunch of other like random albums but 
we've probably listened to this album more than any other album driving in his car and yeah like nice you uh yeah it's not for everybody no <laughs> but i mean okay i'm being here, misconstrued no, 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 misconstru- here though because i started by saying if you know they're not gonna like metal why would you ever turn on okay, metal all right but like, it's that's me, just me and you in the car okay you you turn it on how often are you gonna like even acknowledge that you're playing slipknot you just you're just gonna dead ahead it or what, what are you gonna do what how are you gonna? That has never been the case when I played music with you in the car. How, how are what you, you gonna? What how, do you mean? When you turn on Slipknot, what what are you going for in the vehicle? Is it supposed to be to? Aaron, party? we listen to Barlito in your car. I think, dude, Barlito. <laughs> no, I'm just. Asking. I think it's. I think it's fun. I legitimately enjoy yeah, listening I think to metal. I think I, if people enjoy it, then it's like exhilarating or whatever. Yeah, anything yeah. goes in Aaron's car. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It does. It does. It's true. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just trying to say. Like I have felt. Personally, okay, when somebody else turns on Slipknot, I will turn it on sometimes. Um, because honestly, there are a few tracks I've known about for a while that I really enjoy by these guys. But like, when I do turn it on, I I sit there and think to myself, I'm like, because like I'm definitely a- attached to it in a very much uh the horror aesthetic type way, where it's like I'm not taking what they're saying literally. I'm just enjoying what they're they're just rushing out at me, and um. You wonder sometimes if everybody's getting it or not. I've well, been there. Well, like, why why own a subwoofer in your car? Yeah, but it, I, it, I see the point Aaron is trying to make. Because, like, yeah, you'll play Slipknot and some people are like, great, Slipknot or Metal or whatever. And then some people who listen to exclusively, like, Tame Impala and Billie Eilish are just in their seats. Like they really let they don't, I don't know, know what to yeah. do. You just put them in shell shock. Like I'm not. I'm saying yeah, like but that's specifically. Fun. That's yeah, the fun yeah, part. That's of, fun. We should be doing that more often. That's the, that's the I, fun yeah. part about it. I just I think that there's a legitimately a side of Slipknot. I think one of the biggest reasons I'm drawn to it. Well, I'm not going to put these in order, but I legitimately think these are good songs. Most of them. Well, and but also, and this speaks specifically to your point. Is I legitimately just think it is fun to listen to. No, I agree. Well, and like, and it's fun to turn on and turn up and get your sub going, and it's just freaking wild. It, it's just fun. It's funny that after all these years, like Slipknot is still shocking to some people. Like yeah. not, you know, just some dad, but like to my grandma or like to like, <laughs> you know, indie kids who only listen to like really dumbed down like indie songs and stuff. Like yeah. it still can be shocking or like. Like what? Like oh, I can't. I don't listen to metal. Like you know, you still get like the most meta responses ever just by playing. My, my favorite is yeah. oh, I don't really listen to screamo, and I'm like, you don't know what you're talking. About. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was true 15 years ago. Don't worry. I don't listen to screamo away. anymore. Imagine Cody. You're like oh, like William Bonnie. <laughs> Imagine Cody's car and old gray. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, you don't I'm listen. Sure you don't listen exactly to screamo. Okay, Dream Theater and Bad that Religion. Is, that yeah, was that is one of the most charged words. No, but I hate. I hate. I hate the like I also hate the like I the other phrase I really hate is I listen to a little bit of everything yeah because yeah. everybody it's says it true. and it's, it's wildly different everything is wildly different for everyone mm-hmm. everything I listen to a little bit of everything means if it has ever entered the top 100 TikTok songs I've probably heard it it does <laughs> not mean it, it may mean, oh, one night I got dark jazz recommendation on my YouTube playlist. It definitely doesn't mean I listen to Slipknot because you'll see someone who'd be like, I listen to a little bit of everything. You throw on anything with harsh vocals. Like, oh, no. no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so not. So, so not, not like <laughs> half of music. So many people will just group pop punk metal like 
even some kind of like vocal EDM, like Crystal Castles or whatever, and yeah. like just so like blanket like all angry music into yeah. into screamo. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, like I think it's sick personally. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it's technically true if you really think about it. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. It, it's I just, just a boring. I listen to a little bit of yeah. everything. Oh yeah, let's test that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> never. I do true. listen to a little bit of everything. I listen That's to a little a bit of everybody's discography on the top two hundred. Like <laughs> is really what that translates. I to listen me. to whatever recommendation dot serve next says I should listen to. <laughs> yeah. Those moments when you're in the car though, and you're listening to a track that you really like, that's like a little bit too long, and everybody in the car is feeling like it's a little too long. Yeah, it's a terrible place to be. That's true. That I never realized yep. how like unfunny certain parts of Community are until I started trying to show it to my friends. Yeah, I was when like, wow, this scene goes on a long time in the car. It feels like it just goes on for forever. Yeah, you you notice every single small yeah. minute <laughs> detail of the song at that point, and you start realizing things you don't even like about the song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's a I, valuable experience, though. Yeah, I'm like, I think sometimes you have to like understand how to hate the stuff you really. Like. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Check out this song. I'm like, do I even like the song? Here's the deal, man. <laughs> I don't know. Muse just wrote a new song about Halloween, and oh gosh, I think that they're nailing that Halloween aesthetic. That's what I'm trying to say <laughs> right now. I have such a bizarre relationship with. Oh, uh, their new album, dude. Here, I'm gonna jump to the next. But oh. Their ne- their new album. I thought the stream shut down. No, the new the, their new album honestly is so bad. I heard one. Well, song that's off unsurprising. Of it that. They haven't written a good album since 2006. Yeah, it's surprising. They haven't bad. written. Never mind. Jake, I have a I have a legit question for you. Let's go. How do you deal with a friend who claims that they are into horror movies, but it's only like the most basic flavor Show the of martyrs. the month. I, what, <laughs> I, what I'll do is because movies are all about my relation to you, I'm going to make you right. feel stupid about it. That is I'm going to belittle is. you about yeah. it. I'm going to say, oh my gosh, you haven't seen, you haven't seen Suspiria? You haven't seen right. the masterpiece? Kind of cringe. Kind of cringe. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, because, no, I mean, one. it's so Show difficult because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to flex on this person with how cool I think the Ari Aster horror movies are. And they're like, wow, that sounds just like Happy Death Day. And you're like, oh, we're having a conversation right now. No, that's <laughs> what? So funny when what? people are like super self-righteous about horror movies. And I'm like, you know what was pretty good? Tammy and the T-Rex. They're like, what's that? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You don't know what Tammy and the T-Rex is? My God, do I have something to learn you today. And then you just blow their minds. You're like, oh, I know more about Tammy horror than you do. I think- it's a great movie. It's about a lady in Los Angeles and her pet T-Rex. I think what you do doesn't sound like regret is really. it's pretty bad. You give it, in your specific case, right? If they're only accustomed to like Happy Death Day type movie, what you would do is you would give them a proper warning that this is going to be a lot more extreme, and then just no, show no, no, them. No, 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 no. That's what you would do. Just I'm show them a because they have to experience breaking it. Breaking that DVD out, I'm popping it in the DVD player and say, "This is a wholesome, family friendly movie." <laughs> and then we get to that. The last hour of the movie is just someone being tortured. That is what we're going to watch. And I'm just going to sit there and watch as like hope leaves their eyes. I'm like, oh. You probably watch it like completely expressionless at this point. Martyrs? Yeah. I've only watched it once. I don't have much desire to ever return to it, honestly. The last 10 minutes of Martyrs is probably the most depressing watch I've ever seen in horror. Wow. Dang. That's a lot. That said, I love like French extremity movies. So like give me high tension, give me irreversible, give me martyrs, give me frontiers. I'm going to watch them all. 
Yeah, I I just think um, th- there's a there's there is a journey between A to B. I just feel Watch like we're popcorn. not talking about the same horror. Yeah, well, yeah. So just get I, a popcorn popper and have a good time. Watch Freaky. I watched I watched It Follows. And yeah. she was like, "That's pretty good." I am. She's like, "I've never been so like perpetually gripped by anxiety after <laughs> watching or reading anything." And I'm like, "Good. That's what it should do. That is what it. Should that do. is what I think horror should do." Yeah. Yep. But I also want to watch Slumber Party Massacre. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. the fun part about horror. The highbrow nerds are like, "Oh." This movie really says something. I'm like, yeah, well, this movie has people getting their heads cut off for 90 minutes. It's tight. <laughs> and then when, you know, it's the inverse. I'm like, yeah, but this movie has something to say. Yeah. The problem is, like, any, like, sufficiently highbrow cinema is subject to its own version of Godwin's Law, right? Where... You can't make a movie that is pretentious enough without drawing some parallel to Nazis in World War II. You think, I, you think I'm kidding? You think I'm making this up right now? Because every yeah, single like highest brow, most pretentious movie is somehow saying something about World War II. Every time. World War II or like just... There's like 40 years of movie like, making. <laughs> World War yeah. II happens. <laughs> Like I'm not yeah, popping on the top list and being like, none of man. it matters. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't wasn't real before this, then. Yeah. This I don't pop like on the Metropolis and go like, man, that Adolf Hitler really inspired this movie that came out in 1927. This feels like the Lord of the Rings Old Testament take. Well, that's also like, oh, true. No, it could be true, but <laughs> it, I, it I could know. be true. I don't really think it matters either way. <laughs> the Battle of Helm's Deep is just a. You know, I just, I just a, think it's it, a synonym, watching, synonymous with Stalingrad. Watching a horror movie that for. is beyond somebody's depth Metaphor. with them is just so fun. That's just that's just what it is. It's just fun, mm-hmm. but you don't want to like like Cody's thing about <laughs> if they're watching Happy Death Day and you turn on Martyrs. That, <laughs> no, that's hilarious. That's you're gonna have a good brutal. time. I, I like, think you're gonna have fun for like ninety minutes. You're gonna have a blast. I'm the kind of person that would probably give you a, a little bit of a warning if it was a real. Little bit, a little. If bit. it was really deep, I would give you a warning. If they're like, I really like that movie. Smile. It's so psychological. It says so much about the human race. I'd be like, I got this movie Solo that also says a lot about the human race. Pasolini had a lot going on in his head. Let's pop this on. <laughs> See, like, like, I'm not about to watch I gotta that. say, nothing attracts me to a piece of media more than people saying it's a red flag. Oh. I, I glom on to that. I'm like a magnet to a fridge. I'm just like, sploot. I'm, I'm there. Dude, my favorite person who's ever wrote a script is Paul Schrader. Every one of his movies for 50 years now is a red flag. That's amazing. I, somebody's like, oh, Taxi Driver. That's, that's a problematic movie. I don't care. I want to I watch my man, Robert De Niro, just blast Harvey Keitel's brains out well, all over a wall. Honestly, I hate, I hate watching movies with people. Kind of. <laughs> not, not everybody, but like, those kind of movies like Taxi Driver, like I watched it with people and it's like, oh, that's the kind of stuff that just enables like misogynist. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like Shut that's up what you got from that movie. Yeah, like, I'm like, you think this is a positive thing? Yeah, I was like, what's positive about this movie? Yeah. It's like it attracted just, to a 12 year old. Yeah. I was like, yeah, if you glorify Robert De Niro, but like, that's not the point. I mean, of the Travis movie. Bickle made some points. 
Yeah. Travis Bickle did make some okay, points. That's a red flag. Yeah, and the points. No, he did. But then the, the whole point is those points, which seemed valid by the end. Yeah. He chased them, and you can see just how evil they really are at their root. Right. That's what I love about see, the movie. See, okay, no, yeah. but I I heard this. So this writers club that I'm a part of, right? People also have opinions on media, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> they really shouldn't. But but one <laughs> guy really one that. guy posted a meme in there today where he's like, "Why does everybody idolize Christian Gray? Like he's a misogynist." Who's and he's Christian a jerk. Ray? It's like they missed the whole point of Fifty Shades. Oh. And they're like, here's what you do. You just replace him with Danny DeVito. And if he comes across like a psychopath, then you don't idolize him. And I'm like, are we really going to reduce the entirety of Fifty Shades it's... to he was a misogynist? Oh, okay. like, like, come on. I get that you don't like it. I'm fine with that. But come on. Don't be so reductionist about yeah, that, it. Yeah, that's I, what I hate about it too. It's just like, it's just, oh. They're like, oh, uh, oh, well, it's. The political nuances weren't like spoon fed yeah. to me easy enough for that's me to totally Avengers get it huge. or whatever. It's, it's like, like someone watching Django Unchained and being like, but the point is that he's just as racist as like, the white people. Or like American. And you're like, Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hold on. Step back a second. Did you just say but that you about see, a man he's who's killing, killing people owners? too? <laughs> or like, yeah, I watched American Psycho for the yeah. first time. I mean, with Christian like, Bale had some thoughts. Yeah, he did, but <laughs> yeah. I watched it with yeah, some friends. Yeah. And was, after the first watch, I was like, holy crap. Like, that's the funniest movie I've ever <laughs> no, seen. No, Dude, when he's man. running around the chainsaws, like one of the yeah. funniest things that's ever been filmed. No, and but it's then, made by a woman is my favorite yeah, part that's of it all. The, that's the thing is my friend was like, oh, like this exact same thing about Taxi Driver. But I'm like, you don't understand. Like this was directed by a feminist woman. Like this is completely not what you're thinking of it as. And like yeah, once you say something like that, it's just like, oh. Like, see, no, see, I, I can attribute exactly what happened with this problem is we had like a bunch of critics come up who started catering to like the YouTube generation you know what I mean like CinemaSins all of that where they really like nitpicking movies right and all they do is point out inconsistencies all day which by the way nothing is more boring to criticize about any piece of art than inconsistencies and hypocrisy point made the other thing is it also rides with like the rapid politification of like all media but now you have this terrible overlapping wave of people who only know how to make the most surface level level political comments oh, about any movie that you watch black ever. Or white. I was like I will strangle the life out from behind your eyes. I was like there is so much more than you are willing to give this movie book whatever it doesn't matter like any form of media everybody's like it's just black and white. Yeah, black yeah, or white yeah. I should say. I'll, well and, no. and on top that leads into my broader issue of people making politics their entire personalities as a substitute for actually having taste you know what's you know what's worse than belittling other people's taste if your entire taste is politics if your entire thing is like yeah yeah i i only watch i only watch things that can be understood on this level of nuance oh or people that i i can't go down this road this is like (laughs) i'm sorry me forcing someone to watch that 2004 movie downfall about like adolf hitler's secretary they're like why would you watch this i'm like just we're watching it. it. Goes hard. We're watching it. I was like, you're not ready for this final speech scene when he is losing his mind at the end. Receiving like, information doesn't mean that you have a verdict on whether or not me enjoying like, something it, is not yeah. a judgment call. Exactly. Like or I like, don't support things all the time, and I enjoy them. Like, I don't. Barton Scorsese. Everybody's like, oh, he just makes gangster films. I'm like, yeah, they're sick. Yeah. Like I don't sit down <laughs> and watch like Wolf of Wall Street and be like, man, that Jordan Belfort guy. 
He knows. Boy, I sure love how much <laughs> I'm knows. learning about how evil the finance industry is. No, you got- is that a nerd? Just watch the movie. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my man Leonardo DiCaprio do Quaaludes. I was like, I don't care. This is sick. Goodfellas, yeah. awesome. Like, of course, Henry Hill's a bad guy. He's a mafia. Like, he's in the mafia. He's killing people. Like, nobody. And know. they're just attaching. They're just attaching like a political agenda to it. They're just basically saying, "I figured out the main character is a bad guy." You're like, like "Oh, really? Whoa. Thanks." We knew that. How did you deduce that one? This stuff really pisses me off because I got into it this argument this week with like some <laughs> random person on the internet, and I was like. I don't care. I really don't care. Die. I don't care. I, <laughs> die. And then you like you look at their like Twitter profile. And it's like twenty. I'm like, ah, oh, you don't oh, even enough to buy alcohol. Opinion discarded. I don't care. <laughs> Come back when you're letting. Thought into this a was bar. dollar bills. These are your opinions. What? They're going on the floor. Hey, I, let's remember that Cody, Cody engaged. Or like, let's be clear. No, Cody no, 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 no. Engaged. I engaged because it was a stupid thing. Like, it, they don't even. It's somebody that doesn't even follow me. They got oh. mad about... I was talking about First Reformed. Paul Schrader movie with Ethan Hawke. Great film. He's not a... Like, he's almost... I'm not going to give away the ending, but, like, he's not supposed to be someone like you're like, oh, yeah, that guy gets it. Yeah, exactly. And me Plus, watching it and on top like of one of the that, best movies of all time is not an endorsement. Let, let me just go ahead and say, this whole idea that you can't, like look up to or think a movie character is cool just because they have deep and obvious flaws is also ridiculous, right? Consider Thanos. Yes, he's an omnicidal maniac, but I admire things about him, namely his body, namely (laughs) the way he inspires loyalty from his inferiors, and namely the fact that he upset the entire Marvel fandom for a glorious year. I wish I had. This goes back to what I was saying earlier, like the culture thing yeah no, when yeah. that happened we <laughs> i think yeah. i've made this point before on the show but like when i was re-watching the dark knight rises mm-hmm. i was like having a hard time like rooting against bane you know i know black panther and killmonger was like the worst offender of all of this oh yeah I was like, well, this guy's so based he's like, like yeah, no, he's a bad guy. his whole like, life who like, told you that <laughs> Martin Freeman, he's in the CIA. Who cares? <laughs> no, yeah, like he's British, so he's British and discarded. in the CIA. Opinion gone. It's in the trash. It's in the bin. Throw it in sea. Just a lot of people's opinions suck. <laughs> and, that's, and you know what? That's why I'm superior about it. <laughs> well, that that was well said. That was that yeah. was that was said. All right, speed round. Speed. Uh, yeah, we got to do a bop of the week, man. We didn't even talk about the music industry. No, that's well, what I'm saying. Speed round it. Like, okay, all right. Didn't we cover this? Literally, last week, literally. Or... Give, give a yes or no. Just oh. give a yes or no. Uh, yes. No. What? Yes. What? No. I think yes. <laughs> Maybe. Indie culture is an enemy to art. We're wearing you down, mm. man. No, no. I'm I'm trying to think of the answer to this question. <laughs> Yeah, so, I know. Okay, I know the. Quick. I know the real answer is. Ooh, there are some times when the label really helps someone realize their vision. Game. Nope. Done. 
All art should be independently released. Labels should be strictly focused on providing a distribution platform. Disagree. The so, issue Road is Runner saturation. Records, the only, the like, issue this is, is saturation. To Slipknot today, the duality video was only filmed because Roadrunner Records wrote them a blank check. There was no record label. There are plenty of ways that. to get a blank check not that to destroy don't involve a house. signing away. <laughs> not to destroy a house. <laughs> That's I hundreds just, of thousands of dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you be, can I'm find be a house to if destroy say, in, in any state. If you say yes... You get too ma- too many small acts on the top. They get too much money, and then you don't get enough diversity. If you say no, then you get saturation. Hold up, what's the so saturation it, problem that you're talking about, though? I'm willing to engage. When, nobody can engage. Nobody can. Speaking of the social element of of music, you really have a start to have a very difficult time relating to people. Like it's like, what do you listen to? And then it's like. That's why you- wait, wait, wait. Your argument for why music should be released on labels is that no. people need to have less choices about what to listen no, to. No, no, there, there's, there's that multiple- their small brains can only handle no, so no, much no. marketing. No, no. It's multifaceted. Because I kind first of agree. And for- first and foremost, <laughs> the, my main point is that I I think feeling like you fought your way into something makes the artists mean it more inherently. And so, like, I think that when there was a time when it was like, I'm trying to impress a talent scout, you really crafted your act. It should be about the people. You music, guys- music is the dumbest thing to go corporate ever. You can literally do it all with, like, a couple guys in a basement now. And, and I do mean that because we have legitimately tried, right? And so, the idea that you need to sell what you can do with a laptop and a Yeti USB microphone to a studio for millions of dollars is ridiculous. And I can't believe that artists are tripping over each other and selling their mothers into slavery to land these things. Dog, it's not, it's not about the religion. Least. It's not about the recording. It's about money for touring. That's well. What it is. And here's the other thing. I think from like maybe from like a corporate aspect. I don't even what know what aspect you'd call this, but we're living in a society where <laughs> we, live in a society. we we need like <laughs> music has a functional use in our everyday life. Like if you're, I was at Spirit Halloween yesterday and there was no music playing, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like they need music so danger bad. zone. And, I would even. Clip it. I don't know. The vibe. Clip that. Clip that. The vibe was that bad. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. And like, there's just so many instances where, like, music has an actual functional use, and like the music being played in places like grocery stores, at events, like basketball games. You know, you just need music that people can just enjoy or whatever. And at the end of the day, like that music ultimately is going to exist no matter what. Like, I don't know. And I think that's at the end of the day, all record label music is for me is like the music that you hear out and about and the people like people can just, you know, pick up and not identify. Yeah, exactly. Because, because, because because see that I, I don't mean to make it a, you were extrapolating way, way, way too far with the whole small brain stuff. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that, um, there are major camps and this does go contradictory to what I personally do listen to in a lot of ways. But like, I do think if, because I agree with Damon, it's like uh, at the end of the day, people want to feel included. People want to feel like they are part of something. And when there are fewer acts that are higher quality, People identify with them, and they are able to identify with each other quicker through it. Dude, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That makes me throw up in my mouth. I'm sorry, bit. man. I, I do feel. I that really. Way. That's because at this point, look, you, know, you, 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 you have YouTubers though 
that like do live amazing stuff on instruments and nobody even cares. First and foremost, it's not horrifying. How, 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 why did you guys freak out so much when I said sad and then he says horrifying and y'all are just like, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I didn't freak out. I just said Donald Trump. I, was my, here. my opinion, my opinion horrifying on this is actually is, less serious than sad. My opinion on this is that. I get where Aaron's coming from, but I feel very much it's similar to what you were saying earlier about you make it so much about other people that you don't interface with it as the medium it is to express emotion and stories and memories and that type of stuff. But, but and it's but just like if we make goes, it so much about putting stock in other people. Well, but here, here's where it goes awry is when I can't mention music that I like with and communicate meaning between us. Because like it's like, oh, what do you like? And then they start saying bands or whatever. Like 90% of the time, you've never heard of it. And there's so much out there that you're not even going to listen to it if they send it to you. I legit, I don't, I don't get You're that. not even going to listen to it if they send it to you. And so like you, you are, there's an absolute social disconnect. I, that's the fed. thing that is most confusing to me is that you're making this argument. No, I just feel that way. Like, I, I, well, it may, it frustrates me that like, I, cause I do try to listen to music, how Jake's describing. I really value what Jake's saying, but like, what's frustrating to me is I feel like I've had a lot of like really personal emotional experiences through different mediums of art, music, especially, and I can't communicate it. Now, to wait anyone. a second. What Aaron, you have a table label? of four people that you can command to listen to any album you want. Well, I, I, I <laughs> no, I know. That's why we've, but we, we know each other pretty well at this point. Like we've, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. I don't like, know you guys. When you're trying to communicate it to somebody external, it is really difficult because, like, of what I'm saying, you you can say, no, this is like a really important emotional experience I personally have. I'm had. gonna be honest; I don't think I get anything out of talking to a stranger, and they also have heard a Halsey song. No, I don't no, think that's an important I, experience. When you're at a concert and everybody knows the words. It's it's that, it's not like a, concerts will die. The thing, what, what the thing it have is, to do with record labels though. Like, I feel like we have to tie this back into the discussion. Well, because record labels foster. The more you fewer higher quality acts. Yeah. I think once upon a time that might have been true. I I don't think that's so true in 2022. Well, I, I just wouldn't think, say well, it's, it's higher not. quality. It's more produced and more accessible. Yeah, need I remind also, you like, that the shacks were everyday. It also like just it. means that they probably will be touring because basically, that's how an artist makes money. If, if these were computers, I would be making the case for Apple computers right now. Bro, I am not. I am not okay with the world where all there is is five seconds of summer and the Jonas Brothers. And I cannot believe that you are tacitly arguing for that. I also <laughs> think that, like, I, I for, don't like, know. promotional it, reasons, though, not just, like, touring, but, like, promote the death of the album has kind of ruined, yeah, yeah, like, the need yeah. for record labels. But, like, once upon a time, like, the literal just distribution of records was next to impossible if you didn't have a label behind you. And it's all for economic support. Nowadays, you don't even have to, like, physically release an album. See, but I know all these artists... I know all these artists that I absolutely love to death, like William Crooks, right? The dude can't afford to tour, so he doesn't make any money. It's just like, what do you do in that situation? You just can't do it as a career, and that's my solution is you should just... It's crappy compromise under art under capitalism is my take. Whoa, high five. Yeah, that's pretty based. I know, I I do think... Really, I think that's all it is at the end of the day because if an artist who is as passionate as Eddie Van Halen or whatever, producing as much, you know, every fiber in their body is going into it and at the end of the day, if money is the only thing that determines its success or recognition at all, then... 
capitalism sucks. I'm I agree. That no, card. no, I, I actually, <laughs> I dude, no, I do agree it's, with your point. I, I my, but my thing is, is at at what point do you have to say, okay, no, I'm passionate about this, but I can't spend. No, my but that's kind of what I'm saying is, I, it's like artists have no other option than record labels sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. No, my case, know. my I case see what for you're saying. my case for record labels is not for people to make money or the artist to even make money. It is more about being able to reach people because, like, I think it gets so saturated. Like, seriously, how often do you send a link to the, your best friend and you're like, "Dude, this song changed my life." I'm getting called out. They don't even listen to it. <laughs> they don't even listen to it unless you make a podcast with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's true, I, but but that's but like what. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, actually, okay, here's the thing. This argument, yes, it does suck under capitalism, and the reason that artists can't make a lot of this money, I would argue, is because an effective monetization model for the independent artists has not really yet been established. Yeah, exactly. Almost everybody who is Bandcamp independent is a, and attempted, is huge now, right. But Bandcamp, no one goes on. Well, know, but like. every, everybody who is <laughs> independent is. right now and is still touring <laughs> was a major label act at some point. And then they got the funding and they found the agencies necessary to support something like touring. Like somebody in William Crooks's situation, it is a symptom of capitalism. I'm just politically not sure what the heck we do about that. But second argument there is, yeah, I agree. There should be a way to more directly get money in the hands of people like William Crooks. That's why... Without a record label. Like, personally speaking, I think, like, buying your music off Bandcamp or finding a way to support the artist through merch or anything that gets money directly into their hands is essentially, like, the veganism of the music enjoying See, but this world, is what right? I, this yeah. is what I but, but here's the no, deal. No, no, I gotta say this. Because okay. here's, here's what sucks about it, is you have to be meta enough to think like that to support an act. Yeah, you do. You do. For the same reason that you have to be vegan. For the same reason that I have to deliberately not shop on Amazon.com. That is a good Sometimes analogy. you it, just have to do it. There's a really great video about this. It's uh, Steven Wilson. He takes a shotgun and shoots an iPod. <laughs> And I really think that kind of just sums it all up. It's like six seconds long. I'll post it in the Discord. That's a, Please do. All right, we, we got to move on. In fact, it's a whole series. He, he destroys like 10 iPods. It was for the Inserhentes album. That was his promo. It's pretty good. That's so Pretty great, good. Dude. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I don't know. The, you the, have to be like an aware consumer. Well, I, like, you do. Intentional is the yeah, word. Not that, any of us, not that any of us even want to be aware consumers. No, yeah. It we, sucks it, that we it, have it, to do stuff like exhausting. that. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to have to think like that. It's like, wow, the only way I can... This artist, Doss or whatever, eats is like... If she has a tour that's bigger than Soundwell or whatever. Yep. It's like... And so you or, have to go. Or what I... The most depressing thing I see is yeah. when artists I see post, yo, looking for a job, like on their story. I'm like, Ugh. you're literally an artist with like 50,000 plus followers on Instagram and you have to like have a day job full time to even survive. I'm like, this music industry is lame. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there you go. Have less Final labels... Time. And we need to get creative about ways uh, to get money in the hands of the people. Uh, what I'm hearing you pitch is... Uh, what I'm hearing you uh, pitch is five seconds of summer. Well, what, what, like, it's, it's, it's not what I would want, but it's what might need to be done. I, I see what you're saying, though. Like, everybody has to have, like, a vegan mentality about the music industry. But, like, that's not really going to happen anytime sooner. Like... There aren't that many conscious consumers in music, especially in mainstream see, but, see, music. See, but I see like I think that's where my argument sets in. Just make the mainstream are, better. There Just make are the mainstream people better. who are pushing that direction anyway. Like I think about 
this is weird and political in the episode that I said I hate people who make their entire personalities politics. But anyway, like the whole like climate change, like eco thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but over the past seven years, it's gone from like a thing that weirdos cared about to a thing that virtually everybody I know is doing in small parts, right? Like every major company, every person like has this on their mind and is making changes, right? Like I bought this friggin' Pila case, right? Way back when I had money, I don't now. It's like a $60 case, but it composts, right? And that makes me feel good. And that's not something I would have cared about seven years ago. And the deal is, it's not just me. It's a lot of people. And it is really heartening to see things come from grassroots places where just enough people care about them and enough people advertise that they care about them what? that we can affect a little bit of change. I just, I, we have to push this needle somehow. My, my cool. thing I is, agree. I, I agree. It's morally better if it's, that if things were that way. But it's just like what platform? Like Bandcamp is really the only Bandcamp won't work. Because like, furthermore, my my thing is this. Like I agree with you. I actually completely agree with you. But the general average music consumer does not care about music near to this level. You guys, we are like we are like way 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 focused on music most people literally just like hear it in a freaking supermarket well, a are like people, oh this is a pretty good song most people don't want to they spend money on music too. yeah most like, people do not streams. care to this level i know and i so, can't believe how popular spotify free accounts are i'm like you're okay with listening to ads like in yeah, the middle people are okay of with you vibing <laughs> shuffling your playlist i know oh, yeah. it, it's listen i don't necessarily understand that but I think this is a this is a two front war, right? You personally have to be living that vegan lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. But then, and I do, like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. Well, look where, like, where we are right now. We're doing for, it. You know, consider like the abilities that you have as maybe not just a consumer, but somebody who is capable of investing money, or someone who's capable yeah. of writing a platform where that's possible, or someone who's capable of marketing a platform, like. You do have powers beyond your one individual little slice of the world to actually affect greater change. Like, I mean, this is this is not like the be all end all, right? But if you're like a coder, you can work on a platform that promotes this, right? You can go work for a company that is trying to espouse these ideas. There are lots of ways to move this needle. And I really don't buy this idea that, okay, well, the mainstream doesn't care and will never care. So you should, it's okay to be a vegan if you want to be, but like, don't, don't care about making it popular, like enabling, making it easier for the rest of the world. I vehemently disagree against that. I think you should actively be a force for broader social change. We, if you're going to fix that, the, you really got to work on your pers <clears throat> personal addiction to technology. That's, that's my opinion on that. Because, uh, because apropos of everybody that uses tech to some degree, I think has a, an addiction to it. And, that is constantly used to shovel content towards you, media towards you. And so if you are in more control of your personal use habits of technology, then you can choose what you want to support and what you don't. That's what's got to happen. Really. You know what? That's what this show is, though. That's that's what this show is, is uh, five people's weird veganisms. Yeah. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> yep. No. All right. You can... I, I do agree with what you're saying because, like, as long as people are on TikTok nine hours of the day listening to whatever TikTok gives them, like, that's the music industry. There's but, money but being made. I assume, I mean, that's not, I'm not saying nothing can ever change, but that's like, yeah, 
no one cares. That's what is required to change is you have to care enough about where your no time's going. No one cares going. and music is just such a omnipresent thing too. It's like, you know, like who doesn't consume music and most people just don't care how they Yeah, and music like, itself may never really correct, but personally... I would like to see it. Personally, I, I would like to see like certainly politics and things like that correct in a similar way because like... And I think that change is coming. Like 20 years ago or whatever, like... I don't, like there's just a lot of things like I don't know you know the argument I'm making like you could get away with saying things 20 years ago that you can't say today yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. like things are gradually shifting tweets yeah tweets and like the, or the packages we even distribute stuff is like snappy and I don't know it all Everything feeds itself drop it right? all feeds itself it goes into what you guys Alibaba. were saying like when, when you guys were just saying that you just want and, and heaven forbid I mention it but like nuance or gray area in your your reaction to something, acknowledging its existence. I think because anybody it, with like above a fifth grade comprehension of like society really <laughs> wants nuance, but unfortunately, it's being ruined by two hundred and eighty character bite sized morsels of content. Yep. But I like Twitter. I dude, I'm addicted to All Twitter. Right. I've been addicted All to Twitter right. for like fifteen years. You gotta but... just say the song title. That's it. Right. No introduction. All just right. song title. That's All it. Right. Just song title. Yep. Just song title. Just what about song, song title in one sentence? No. 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 Oh, that's lame. It's gonna trigger somebody, dude. <sighs> you got five vegans. All right. Wow, that's Damon. You start. All right. Eat me alive. Girl pusher remix by Nadarb, Alice Glass, and Girl Pusher. Nadarb. Oh wow, Girl yeah. Pusher. Hey, shush. <laughs> I'm here for Alice Glass, but that's hey, hey, you hey, said hey, a hey, sentence. Hey, hey. What? I get a sentence look, now. Look, look, it's finish. only fair. Hey, yeah. I was I was sentence. responding to a comment. <laughs> All right, you're up, dude. Whatever. <laughs> uh, my Bob of the week is four angel number three R three Z. Tropical Gate. Let me pull it up. I can't read that. By Team Mechano from their album MechanoWorld.xyz. My Bob is Get Out the Way by Jason Rich. I forget the exact name of my Bob, but I think it's called There Better Be a Mirror Ball or something like that. It's the new Arctic Monkeys. My Bop is The Shadow of Ideas by Crusades from their album Perhaps You Deliver This Judgment with Greater Fear Than I Receive It. Ooh, okay, if your album title. title is a sentence, <laughs> does yeah, that wait, count? wait a minute. No. <laughs> All right, uh, that was Nightwake Radio this week. Uh, Ninety-minute episode. We'll catch you next that, time. Was, that was an episode. I love an. I really triggered because Aaron called me cringe at the beginning. Oh, oh shit! Take that off here. Here. <laughs> I'm not.